Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you along with Susan Messino. We are talking about the life of Freddie Mercury, part of Queen, the incredible group. And, uh, geez, when did the band start together, Susan? When did they get uh, get their act together? Well, Queen got together pretty much. They had everybody in place by 1971. And they played, uh, they changed the name to Queen. And they played for a couple years. And in 1973, they were signed by Elektra Records and put out their first album in 73, although it, it didn't do that well for them. How competitive were they with the Beatles? I don't think I don't think so much because they they came out in the you know the the late or the mid seventies where the Beatles were kind of you know they had broken up in the nineteen seventies so luckily they weren't head to head with those guys but uh, I'm I'm sure they both appreciated each other's music because um, you know Beatles songwriting and Freddie's songwriting is otherworldly basically. <laughs> Did Freddie's group want him to get going into the music arena, or did they want him into some other field? Oh, no. He was definitely the, the singer and, you know, a very strong um, influence on the band itself. But, I mean, his parents. Did his parents oh, his, want him it, to do that? Yeah. No, when he was a kid, he actually um, was uh, taking, he studied graphic art in school, but when he was very young, he had uh, piano lessons. And he learned how to play the piano, a little bit of guitar, but um, usually piano. And uh, by the time he got into St. Peter's School, it's a boys' school in Bombay, he formed his first band. I mean, he, he had he had pipes. He, he could hit those notes, couldn't he? Yes, he did. His voice was uh, almost a four-octave range, basically in the tenor, but four octaves. And uh, amazing control over how he could sing. I uh, know Billy Gibbons quite well from ZZ Top, Susan, and uh, he is, uh, I think, hailed it right now as one of the best guitarists ever. He thought Jimi Hendrix was the best. Hendrix thought Billy Gibbons was. How would you put Brian May in that category? Oh, absolutely. Right up there. I mean, he he is an amazing guitar player and uh, one of the best, I think, you know, right, right up there, along with Billy and uh, and Jimmy, I would say. And uh, you know, he's still playing, isn't he? Yeah, they're they're coming out. Queen is actually coming out with a a new release with uh, Adam Lambert. Um, I believe sometime this year. I have to look up the the date, but they're they're working on a whole new uh, thing to come to come out, and then hopefully tour next year. Posthumously, uh, Freddie was uh, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, back 19 years ago. Um, it's good that they recognized him, but why so late? Well, you know, it, it's weird. Um, the Hall of Fame is <laughs> every, they get a lot of uh, a lot of grief because of some bands that aren't in and some bands that took forever to be inducted, just like inducted, just like uh, Queen. And uh, now that they're in, but um, no, they don't induct people, you know, when you think they would, because, yes, it was way overdue. He's, uh, his birthday is, uh, is, is right now, as we've moved into Saturday, and yes. uh, he would have been 74 years old. Yes. Happy birthday.
Day to Freddie. I bet he still would have been playing and performing. Oh, I'm sure he would have. He had he incredible energy, Susan, on stage, mm-hmm. didn't he? He did. You know, what's funny, though, um, he was so energetic on stage and such a, you know, a, a figure bigger than life. And in his real life, he was very quiet, very much a homebody, he did not like to do interviews. He didn't like to be around a lot of people. Um, he was very different when he wasn't performing. Now, they have voted that group as the best group, uh, best performing group at Live Aid. They just took it by storm, didn't they? Oh, <laughs> they wiped the floor. <laughs> the way I I see it, they they wiped the floor with uh, with that performance, and it was really uh, cool. Um, Brian May said that uh, Freddie had the ability to make the last person back of the furthest stand in the stadium feel like he was connected. That really was his gift. Sadly, he died of AIDS uh, in 1991. He was only 45 years old. And he didn't tell anybody until like the night before. Why did he wait so long? I think it goes back to him being very private. He even though he was engaged to um, a lady named Mary Austin, you know, best friend, mm-hmm. um, they were together for a long time, actually engaged, but he ended up falling in love with a man, Jim Hutton, and spent most of his life with, with Jim, but he never openly admitted that he was gay. And at the time, even in 91, having AIDS, there was a big stigma about that. And uh, I'm I'm proud of the fact that he at least came out and said it. And when he did, I mean, he was gone the very next day. He, he told everybody, and, and he left. Now, with the, the medicine they've got available today, uh, in terms of cocktails, they could have prolonged him in his life, I'm sure. I mean, look at Magic Johnson. Look how many years he survived. Oh, definitely. If he would have been around a little longer... They, they say that, uh, you know, they have said that, that he would have had a chance at a much longer life. Did the band and Freddie, did they all get along all the time, or did they have some internal uh, scuffles every once in a while? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, in, the, in the movie, you know, they definitely showed a few good arguments going on between the band. But um, recently, Brian May was talking about that and and how he said that, you know, I mean, lots of bands break up for a lot of reasons. And they were like a family. They were, you know, very blunt with each other. And he said a lot of it came from, like, who is really getting most of the credit, which is something very common that happens in bands. And uh, he said they they felt like four painters with a brush each, but one canvas. So they were always like they influenced each other, but they pushed and pulled and sometimes said horrible things to each other. But again, you know, just like a family. He used to call home and want to have his maid put his cats near the phone so he could say hi to them. (laughs) Yes, yes. He even wrote a song called Delilah about one of his cats. I love it. So he loved his cat. How would you rate him, Susan? I mean, you know many rock group stars, you know individuals, you know the groups. How would you categorize him and Queen compared to all of the others? If you're just, well, it's hard to separate, but if you're really listening to the vocals and uh, just the musicianship, everything, Freddie is number one. I, I, There's so many that are close, but he he has 
the best voice ever. Was I a yeah. nerd during this era? I mean, why wasn't I into them then? Same with me. I, well, I was listening to Black Sabbath, okay? I'm, <laughs> I'm confessing. I was listening to Black Sabbath and David Bowie and people like that. David Bowie was listening to Queen. I mean, I would have been in my 20s. Uh, that should have been the great time period to really get into this group. Uh, instead, I was, you know, listening to Paul Anka and people like that. <laughs> oh, who are well, pretty darn yeah. good. Bye. There's nothing wrong with him. It's good. It's good music. You can't take that away from Paul. I mean, he's, you know, he's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, Freddie is, uh, you know, all the way around. I mean, even his writing. Um, I found the funniest story about um, him writing at a, obviously at a hotel or something. And he got the, um, an inspiration to write the song, uh, which I will, <laughs> looking through all these things. I have so much research on him. But they brought a, um, he was in the bathtub, and he got inspired, so the hotel brought the piano to his bathtub. They brought the piano to his bathtub? Yes, yes, they did. And he and, had uh, he got out of the tub to play the piano, I take it. I, I don't think he got out of the tub. I don't know. Must I, have been a low they, piano. <laughs> well, if they had a, just a keyboard, they could have laid it right across the bathtub for him. But uh, I thought that was so funny because, you know, I mean, when he, you know you get the inspiration, you got to do something about it. What did you think of Rami Malek's portrayal of uh, Freddie Mercury in the movie? Oh, I, I think he did an incredible job. I really do. I, 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 when I heard they were doing the movie and I thought about who was going to play Freddie, I, I'm thinking, oh, come on. You know, how, how are you possibly going to capture this? And I think he did an incredible performance. I also found out that, you know, he lip-synced to Freddie's recordings, but not all of the recordings were quality, you know, film quality. So a person that was only billed a, you know, additional vocalist pretty much sang along with Freddie in the movie, and his name is Mark Mattel. Martel, sorry. Well, and he really knew how to play an audience. Freddie Mercury did, didn't he? I mean, just oh. with that little clip I played from the Live Aid in 1985, where he had the uh, band doing, uh, with the, the audience doing what he was doing. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that was pretty genius. Oh, once he got out there, you know, I, I, I kind of com compare him with, um, I saw David Bowie live, and you couldn't take your eyes off of him while he was on stage. And Freddie has had the same thing. He, once he was out there, he, he was ruling it. You know, he did, he, whatever, I mean, anything he did, any move he made, the, the audience was right in the palm of his hand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they were into him, and he was into them, too. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I kind of liked uh, looking at some of the clips on YouTube, you know, how oh, he yeah. performed on stage, too, because he, he did have some magnetism to him, the way oh, he moved yeah. around. He was, you know, just the, the regalness of him. You know, he had such a strut. And, uh, you know, he knew it. I mean, he, had the, he knew that he commanded the vocal part of it in such a way that there was no comparison. It's kind of like, you know, Frank Sinatra. Right, you know, exactly. Freddie just knew when he got out there, it's like, I got it, and you want it. But but Frank didn't move around on stage a lot, not not like <laughs> no. Freddie Mercury did. No, no, no. I and, But uh, but he had, they kind of had similar attitudes, I think, about knowing that they had the voice. Was he wealthy? 
when he died, Susan? Yes, yes, he was. Um, the funny thing about it that I found is that when he passed away, he had lived in the house with his, um, you know, his partner Jim Hutton for many, many years. And when he died, he actually left his estate, including his royalties and most of his money, to Mary Austin, the woman that he was engaged to. Aha! Uh-huh. Is she still alive? Yes, yes, she is. And uh, when he, when she moved back into the house, she made Jim move out, and Freddie left Jim a million dollars, and Jim moved back to Ireland and passed away in 2010. Ah, you know, I also noticed I had read about a month, two months ago, uh, Elton John, when he was originally engaged to some girl, mm-hmm. uh, they broke up as well. But uh, just recently, she needed some medical attention, and he picked up the bill for her. And I thought that was a classy gesture. Oh, definitely, yeah. He Actually, they were married for a short time. Were they? Yeah, she was a music producer. And uh, they married for a short time. And um, it's nice that, you know, Elton would do that. And Freddie, he really credited Mary with being the best friend of his life. And he he kind of, you know, when, when he left everything to her and she was a little bit you know, questionable about, like, why are you doing this? He said, look, we we were married. We should have been married. And if we were married, you would you would have this after I die. Was the Queen Band still operating up until the moment Freddie died, or had they stopped before that? I, I believe that they stopped right before that. But they were still basically functioning, right? Yes, yes. But they... You know, he the last couple of years of his life, he spent very um, home alone, or not alone, but I mean very reclusive and at home a lot. And then once he went into the hospital, that was it. He went down downhill after that. Yeah, he he did. I think he died at home. Sad story. His, uh, yes, he did. He died at home on November twenty fourth, twenty first or twenty fourth, and he was forty five. And his best friend, which I, I had no idea, is one of his best friends, Dave Clark of the Dave Clark Five. Dave Clark Five, sure. Died when he died. Yeah, uh, that was a good group too. Yes. Oh, I loved the Dave Clark Five. <laughs> they were so so cool. Why did so many great groups come from England? The Beatles, the Rolling Stones, Queen, all of you them. Know, I honestly believe, because of all the research I've done, is that okay? They they were in a um, in a, in a in a situation that wasn't as free as the United States as far as like um, uh, access to records and you know things that were going on. And I know the Stones. I mean, everybody really listened to the blues and listened to Chuck Berry and listened to you know Jerry Lee Lewis and and uh, Little Richard, and it comes out in their music. And they're, they're, it's just, you know, they were raised differently. And uh, there is something about bands from England. I mean, th- are there any bad ones? I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> if they are, we don't know who they are. Exactly. <laughs> That's, I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody, We Are the Champions, these songs still continue to grow and play, don't they? Oh, they get bigger all the time. And uh, recently I saw that Another One Bites the Dust is one of the most um, uh, requested songs for a funeral. Really? Yeah. 
for, for a humorous a humorous funeral. <laughs> well, it's that one, and then the second choice is Bohemian Rhapsody. I want them to play softly as I leave you for at mine. Oh, that's nice. I want people to cry. Aw. <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course, knowing I... Tom, he'll play Another One Bites the Dust. <laughs> well, mine's going to be all ACDC, and that's, you know, I'm going to have to have uh, earplugs handed out at the door. What's your favorite ACDC song? Let There Be Rock. <laughs> Is that their classic? It's amazing. I mean, they do it uh, at the end of every show. And Angus, that's where Angus goes into his, he goes up on the riser and he throws himself on his back and he twirls around in a circle. And the, that's astounding in itself. But the thing that I love more than anything is I have never once heard that man miss a note. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.